Man, yes. the separation is real. I in my head, I thought I was gonna be okay, but boy, after day one, I was just like, oh no, this is gonna be much harder than I thought. <laughs> Welcome to Gentrification, a podcast examining the intersection of adulthood, education, and Black Americans. We sip cocktails while discussing articles focusing on the Black American experience from a female perspective. I'm Gloria Dean, and my co-host is Sunny Carter. Let's get gentrified. So on the rocks today, we have a Paloma cocktail. To create this cocktail, you're going to need kosher salt, Grapefruit juice, a fresh grapefruit, a fresh lime, teaspoon of sugar, tequila or mezcal, and club soda. Um, the kosher salt is just to like make the rim of the drink. So you make this in a highball glass. It's kind of like those tall slim glasses. They kind of look like a white clock in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you like dip the rim in salt. And then you're going to put the grapefruit juice, lime juice, and sugar in a glass and stir it until the sugar is dissolved. Next, you're gonna stir in the tequila, then you're gonna add ice and top it off with club soda. Super simple. Garnish it with a grapefruit wedge. And you wanna do about two ounces of grapefruit juice, two ounces of tequila, and two ounces of club soda, and just a half ounce of lime juice. I love it. It's one of my favorites. I like grapefruit. Um, but yeah, I like Palomas. I like grapefruit juice. I feel like if you don't like grapefruit juice, you're not going to like Paloma. But I really like mixing grapefruit and lime. Yeah, I love grapefruit juice. But I had a Paloma one time, which I think now that you've mentioned the mezcal, that's why it was so just smoky and spicy. And mm-hmm. I was just like, ooh, I don't think I signed up for that. <laughs> yeah, mezcal is not my favorite, honestly. Uh, yeah. Very smoky. Yeah, I'm more of a just reposado tequila person. That's how I like them. All right, well, that's the Paloma. And let's move on to our... Sister check-in? Yes, let's move on to the sister check-in. How about you start us off today? What's going on in your world? Okay, my world. Hmm. A lot. (laughs) I finally went to Denver and got all of my things out of storage. I use public storage, never use them guys, they suck. But Sunny joined me and we drove all the way to Denver, Colorado. We stayed with one of my good friends, Liv, and it was excellent. We got all the stuff, it got it all fit in my car, which was a blessing. Yes, I'm a master packer, by the way, and organizer, if anyone needs my services. Obviously, I use space bags for my clothes that I got mailed there. So that did the bulk of the work as far as letting everything fit. Yeah, but her car was packed to the brim, but very neatly, thanks to me. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened. Um, been dating. That's different for me. Yeah. Um, my birthday kicked off something great, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely a fun night. It was definitely a fun night. Memorable. Very memorable. 
Yes. <laughs> Although technically, me and him met after your birthday. We met on the fourth. <laughs> yeah, technically. So our birthday is Beyonce blessed. Yes. <laughs> or our our meteor is Beyonce blessed, not our birthday. Our anniversary. My I birthday guess. is. <laughs> <laughs> God. Sorry, it's a Virgo thing. We can't help ourselves sometimes. Yeah, I really can't. And it's just kind of like, seriously, Virgos, get over yourselves. <laughs> I mean, we just rounded out a, a pretty solid Virgo season. Like, I kept myself more than busy. Traveled a lot of places. I got to finish strong with our trip to Colorado, which was great. And then waking up the next morning to go to my partner's graduation. Hey, snap so. for that. Yes. We're proud of you because I know he's going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we officially but, got an airman in our life. What's up? I know. He's yeah graduated from the United States Air Force. Um, so this is a very exciting accomplishment, a huge accomplishment. It's going to open up so many doors for him. Um, so I'm just super proud of him. Um, a little excited and nervous about what that means for our life, but I'm excited. Like, I think it'll be great. <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be just full of adventure and that's what life's about it's kind of what our pod is going to be about (laughs) today pretty much um so what else is new let me think i mean just having my stuff back has been great i decided to like rearrange my apartment got a few bookcases and things to put things away i'm still working through it my brother came and got his stuff from my home, which made it very much more spacious for me. I was able to put things in my second closet that I haven't been able to use. Yes. So, very proud of him Thanks for that. For coming along nicely, huh? Yes. <laughs> very proud of him for coming to get his things. That that was a major help in my book. So, yeah. Life is coming along. Work is cool. You know, I'm blessed. This inflation is really really uh not fun but right, brace yourself i'm not gonna lie it does Everybody. feel a little bit better to know that like my co-workers are also going through the inflation issue with me like <laughs> that's very true <laughs> like i would hate to work around like all rich people where it didn't impact them like i need to be around people like myself who are impacted by this inflation because it's it's, right. it's outrageous we're all complaining about the price of eggs except me but Everybody else. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it was the, it was the Morningstar veggie stuff. It used to be four ninety nine. Yeah. Now it's six twenty nine. I'm like, that's a dollar and twenty eight cents. Like what? We talked about this. Remember, the pricing is going up and the packaging is getting smaller. Yeah, that's crazy. It's annoying. Keep an eye on that, people. Like it's really happening out here. Yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah, the student loan thing, that's a big deal. If it goes through. The application is so simple. I'm so glad that I just clicked it and did it. It literally takes one minute, two minutes. Like, you don't need to find any information. Please do it if you need it. I know I did mine. Did you get yours done? Yes, I did. 
<laughs> Definitely got mine done. Like it, it would be monumental for me when it comes to wiping away any amount of student loan debt. But if I get like the maximum that I can get, that would be precious. That would be very oh, precious in I life. Know. Tell me about it. All that I'm and wondering I'm also, about is how they're going to make it look on our taxes, though. Oh, yeah, that is true, too. Good grief. It's always a double-edged sword. Yeah, me and my new partner were talking about that. Like, I was like, you know, I um, I would rather owe the government student loan money than the old IRS. Yeah. Like, if they're just going to make it like you had an extra $20,000 of income, I'm going to go with, don't take it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I don't need the IRS coming after me. Like, Yeah, that's not the people you want to mess with. And the deadline just passed for taxes, too. The late submission for taxes. Oh, great. Right? As far as adulting is going, I'm probably right at a C plus right now. <laughs> I'm sitting at a pretty solid C plus. A few steps away from slipping down to a C. I'll be honest, like <laughs> I'm sitting right at a C plus. I mean, things happen. We're we're every day is another opportunity to pull it together. So try tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really a. Oh my god, I do have to mention this coat that Liv gave me. I love it. I cannot wait to wear like a little it's black dress cute. with some heels and be out here in the winter and just be on my Carrie Bradshaw shit. Like I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, it's cute, it's puffy, it's like furry, but it is super cute, so I'm going to have to get pictures when you wear this, for sure. Yeah, I I will take pictures. Um, Or we'll go out and have drinks when I visit. I'm down for that. Come on now. Of course we're going to go out and have drinks. Or when I visit for my birthday. Yes! Although fur coat in Texas just doesn't sound right to me right no matter what time of the year to the boots and the hat sorry (laughs) (laughs) wow people you should see when people put their like hats and boot on boots on for the first time they like really start feeling it so i haven't you know do you have like quite yet do you have boots (laughs) do you have a hat like what's the deal i don't I don't. I said I haven't leaned in yet, but I need to, so. I think you have to do it, like, before you leave. Like, who knows yeah, how much longer you're going to be there and where life will take you. You got to do, you know, when I come there for my birthday, we should, like, figure out a place to go that has, like, line dancing. And I want the whole shebang. I want, <laughs> I want cowboy yeah, boots, yeah. hat, a vest with fringe on it. <laughs> I want that. Not the glittery kind, though. I'm down for the glitter. I'm even down for the glitter. They they love some glitter too. Well, I guess I have some some work to do then. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm expecting for my birthday. No biggie, no pressure. Gotcha. 
Just a line dancing place where they're not racist because we are black. <laughs> and line dancing and black people, we like to line dance, but it's only okay. at family reunions. We've done a few here and there. <laughs> That's more of a family reunion thing. I don't think we do it at the clubs for right. real, for real. When we say line dancing, we mean the Mariah Carey slide. <laughs> <laughs> And the cha-cha slide. Oh, the Tamiya one too. Tamiya two-step. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, I remember I had a little phase where I was really trying to learn all of those. <laughs> oh, the Tamiya two-step. Like I tried to learn it the other day, almost broke my ankles. Like <laughs> it's like you do this like thing. Like I don't even I know, know how to. It's like a little twirl type it's not like a full-on spin but you're definitely like you gotta have the good footwork yes (laughs) like you cannot be wearing flip-flops like it's not something to try doing like and they're like the guy in the video the like how-to video he's like uh ladies you can do this in heels and i I wish i would (laughs) bust my face trying to do it to me a two-step in some heels are you kidding me I'm barefoot and I'm almost falling. I couldn't imagine how. I... Well, you know, sometimes people are. My aunt actually has a class where she does like line dancing. I only went once, but it was a great time. I there's so many more out there that I did not know of, and I definitely don't know how to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have to teach myself something before I come down there. I can't be looking to fool on my birthday. But then again, I can. Because it is my birthday. It is your birthday. You do what you want. Yeah. Like me, standing on the table. Yo. <laughs> Yo, your birthday? I I made it count. I feel like... Yeah, man. You left your 20s decade with a bang. Like, <laughs> I, it really did. I tried to wrap up all that I've done in those 20, in those 10 years into one night. And I succeeded. You did. I, was about to say, I think you did a really good job. Um, yeah. Took the bottle home from the club. You were nice enough to make me breakfast the next morning. Like, come on. True. True. You got flowers from Bay, had champagne. I mean, it was a pretty I know. It was a pretty legit birthday. I got a call from him too, which was a pretty big deal because he was in basic and was not supposed to actually have a phone call that week. So he made some magic happen. And tears, honey. I have a video, you were crying. Oh, it's hush. it's Man, yes. the separation is real. I in my head I thought I was gonna be okay. But boy, after day one, I was just like, oh no, this is going to be much harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah, separation anxiety is real, especially from your partner. Like, I I can't deal with it. I really can't. And it's like having the difference in, you know, the difference in your different types of relationship, like a long distance relationship versus like now dating people or someone that's like here. It's like, okay, yeah. the access is just, I'm still like soaking it all in. Like, 
I can see him every day if I want to. Like, I feel like a kid in a candy store, like, or like I'm on a college campus as a freshman again. Like, so much access and nobody is like policing it. Like, three o'clock in the morning, what you doing? Like, like I'm going to the store just to grab toilet paper. Want to come with though? Because you can, because you're freaking here. Like, sorry. <laughs> no, I I get it. I got to enjoy it for two years, so I'm not, you know, gonna complain too hard right now. But I definitely that joy of waking up to somebody or getting to see their face every single day and spend time with them is something that I will truly never ever take for granted. For yeah, I um I agree. I definitely agree. It makes me. What did she's at it again? Pearl, what are you trying to kill? I'm so confused. What is it? I'm gonna have to like literally edit all this out. Okay, so today our agenda is about living a soft life. Yes. Um, and we did two different articles actually. The first one is uh, on the XO Nicole website, and it's called Black Women on the Soft Life Routine, on the Soft Life Routines They're Unapologetically Cultivating. And the second one is from Hello Bombshell, um, and it's called Eight Ways to Live a Softer Life, Insights for Black Women. This was fun. I enjoyed reading these. It was a lot of reflection for myself and just kind of like where I am right now. Um, but I really enjoyed reading them. I did too. You want to start like, what was your favorite? What's the one thing that you read that you felt like, yes, that is what I, I do that. So for the, the, Eight Ways to Live a Softer Life. I think the first part where it was explaining, like, you know, what you need to do to really, like, be prepared. And it said building emotional intelligence. And I think that that was just, like, a really big one. Because that's something that I looked into a while back. And I was really trying to build and sharpen it within myself. But what it also just describes is that... Um, it's about keeping your stress at a bare minimum and asking yourself, how do I respond to major disappointments or minor inconveniences? And it's always, you know, just remembering that as much of the situation involves two people, your reaction to it and how you sit in it afterwards can really make or break, you know, you being able to move forward. So... That was, that was a big one for me. Well, for me, the emotional intelligence one was one that I am working on it. Yeah. Because how I react to things when things don't go my way, I am a huge crybaby. I cry. I have temper tantrums. Not really temper tantrums, but I definitely cry. Like, yeah. any guy who's ever dated me or any of my friends, anyone who knows me, you know, yeah, she's a crybaby. Like... <laughs> I will cry at the drop of a hat. 
Like, and I can't, I feel like when I feel emotions, I express them. Yeah. But what I do want to get away from is like reacting to things and getting angry. That's what I really want to get in check. Like, because like, I feel like lately it's not anger. It's like I skip over anger and it's just fury. Like, it's just like zero to live it. Yeah, that's a big feeling. And I that was something that I really had to do some reflecting on. Because I'm just like, why am I just so angry at everything? And, and, and then to wake up feeling that way is even worse. Because you're just like, dang, ain't nobody even do nothing. <laughs> right? You have no one to blame but yourself. Like, what are you mad at? Like, <laughs> So it is. Yeah, that emotional intelligence, I think that one was a a big one for me because it's like, even though I felt like I had done a lot of work and, you know, really built myself up with the space that I was in previously, especially like that work, that professional space, but when a little part of you, you know, has to separate, you just go, wait, what's going on again? Like, why is all of this stuff happening? So that one, that one really stood out. But I think one of the major keys to soft life, living a soft life, is boundaries. Yep. And that is something that is definitely mentioned in both articles about establishing boundaries and having the the strength to stick to those boundaries because we always have that exception we always have that that thing where we're like well for you or for that and it can really disrupt us because we you know i know me i'm the kind of person that's always trying to help somebody even if it's to my own detriment and soft life is like no no ma'am yeah, in the um, in the Hello Bombshell article, I like when she said boundaries was the second thing out of the eight ways to live a softer life. And I like right at the end, she was like, um, anyone or anything in your life that is asking you to step out of alignment with the goals you've set for yourself needs to remain at a distance. And I really like took that to heart because like family members can really, really get under your skin sometimes. And like people that you're really close with, like having differences and like having like disagreements with them and like my love life. Like, you know, like I have to really be okay with setting boundaries in areas where you feel like you want to make yourself available. Like I feel weird. Like I don't want to have boundaries with my partner necessarily, but I also feel like I do need to set certain boundaries that help me continue to be a good partner, you know? Yes. Yeah. And have space for your happiness, your needs. And, you know, as much as that is something that your partner contributes to, ultimately it's something that you have to have within yourself. So you have to make sure that you're giving your yourself time and space to make sure you good with you. um the third way to live a softer life um live intentionally within your means i thought that was a good one like thing is i'm working on it but i feel like you know (laughs) money is one of those things where it's always like i don't know how i'm just so my relationship with money is just odd 
I'm a shopaholic, really. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a shopaholic and I like expensive things like champagne and, you know, clothes and, hey, I mean. But it's all about a budget. And it's the discipline around sticking to that budget because that was a journey that I have another journey that I've been on recently too, where it's just like the longer you let your finances stay out of whack, like the longer everything else will feel out of whack. Cause you never know what you're doing. You're letting your money just run you around. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I did like that one. I think that's a big part of it as well because you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, soft life is just quit my job and go where the wind take me. And it's not really that. <laughs> it's about setting those boundaries, living within your means and, you know, being able to give yourself space to be, to find your happiness. The other, okay, so back to this list of eight, number four was ask for help. Ooh, that one, like, that was a gut punch. Because you know how I feel like I'm getting better. I feel, okay, let me take that back. I feel like I'm getting better with telling people my feelings. But as far as, like, asking them for help or saying what I need, that's something I'm still, like, that's the part, the second part of that that I'm still working on. Um, And I'm grateful for a partner that, um, is embraces the fact that he would like to, you know, help me live a soft life. But at the same time, it's just like, ooh, it's hard to tell people you need help. But I like how she started that, though, because <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? Hyper independence is ghetto. Yes. It's for the yes. birds. <laughs> Be the damsel in distress. <laughs> Stop trying to YouTube tutorial everything and ask for help. I love that. I love that because I just, I feel like she was talking to me. (laughs) And especially when where I am in my life personally, it's like I'm in a space where, you know, I'm moving into a life where I'll have to be able to be a little bit more flexible but that might mean that I'm not as consistent with things as I want to be. And I would have to ask for help for that. So it's just, yeah. Woo. She got me on that one. We going to keep working on that though. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, in past relationships, like I've never really asked, like if I really, really needed the help and like, my back was against the wall I would ask my past partners but I never really had a relationship with my partners where it was like they like you know paid any of my bills or anything like that but it's like the newer relationship that I'm in it's kind of like he's that type of person mm-hmm. so it'll be like he'll be like you have gas in your car and I'm like I mean yeah it's on like half a tank he's like do you want a full tank let's just go fill it up and I'll just be like I mean I can do it and he'll be like, okay, well, like, let's just go. And it's just so not my normal thing that I'm used to. I know, but we have to lean in. Just imagine a day where, you know, 
maybe that wouldn't happen anymore. Ugh. <laughs> Guys, when I had to start taking up the trash again, I was like, this is ghetto for real. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody is offering and it is, you know, with nothing but love and care behind it, it it's not a bad thing to say yes. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think that uh, saying yes is is good. Um, I do subscribe to the app for help thing. When she's saying like subscriptions rather than each having your own. Apple Music is $15 for a family plan and $10 for an individual. I love play smart, not hard. Work together, ladies. Yes. I am on every... I mooch all of my subscriptions from my sister. Wholeheartedly. I'm proud of it. I do not... She even gave me my TV and my fire stick. Literally, she's the reason I have. I was like, well, if you're gonna give me the TV, you better give me access to everything else as well. Like, literally, the fire stick in my house literally has my sister's name on it. Like, I never even changed the name, I didn't reset it. It's, I just, I just made my own little account. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I, I love that as well because teamwork does make the dream work. And I've been in a space lately where it's just like, what do I do? What do I do? And I really feel lonely. And it's just like, you have to build a, a network. Like, you know, go out, meet some new people. And once you branch out, you can really, you know, find maybe more than what you was looking for. <laughs> yeah. The next one really broke my soul. <laughs> Surround yourself with loved ones and rest. The rest part. I am like, I have always been like the queen of like not sleeping. And I notoriously have friends who love to take naps. Like, and I date people who love to take naps. And it's just kind of like, I always find myself being the only person awake. Yeah. And I just be cranking out ideas, writing, doing all types of stuff. But like, sleep just has never been because I did. I had really bad insomnia growing up. So like, now I actually have started like, okay. If I'm going to like lay down and sleep, I did the whole thing with my room where I rearranged the purpose of my room. I don't eat in bed. I don't do work in bed. All I do in my bed is sleep. So it's like when I go to my room and get in bed, I know that sleep is what's about to happen. Like I've had to train my mind around the idea of sleep and how important it is. Because like when I sat down and thought about like, yeah, sleeping is the only time that your brain has to recharge itself. It's like you're really only cheating yourself if you're not getting enough sleep. It's, I mean, and it's something that, you know, when we're younger, we just pride ourselves on. I'm staying up all night now. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real honest, which I don't even think I told a lot of people this, but I fell asleep at the music festival. Wow. And man, he felt so bad. He was like, just let her sleep. <laughs> wow. I <laughs> know. I know, but sleep is really good for you. I mean, I really didn't mean to. I was a little turned up, too. So, you know, a lot of factors are in play. But, um, yeah, lately, I I try to make sure I'm in bed by a certain time. You know, you got to give yourself a cutoff. I get those nights where you're, you know, supercharged up. All the ideas are flowing and stuff, and you might stay up a little later. But an uh, adequate night's rest does so much for your health so and that's hard for me just just the word rest I just you see it kind of stutter out of my mouth a little bit because it's just 
I've just always been a person moving around. And as much as I thought about like this, as, as I read the Soft Life articles, I felt like last year, like around this time, I was like at a peak of like hustling. Like I had my job, I had my Airbnb, I was doing Toro, I was working at a gallery. But if you hit a peak like that, it's going to have to come down eventually. <laughs> what goes up must come down, honey. And so um, now I am, you know, on that down. But I, I'm, at, I'm hitting the plateau because I'm reading articles like this that's like, no, you need to rest. You've been going hard for years and that will only lead to burnout. So it, it's okay to, to take a moment to rest. And... It actually makes me a little restless because I'm just like, I guess I'll just walk in circles around my place. Like, what do I do? But, you know, I actually have started writing more and just reflecting more. Uh, You and I get to create cool stuff together now. And so that's just, you know, definitely something that I'm learning to be okay with. You can just be. You don't have to leave your apartment every day. You can just be. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the days that I don't leave my apartment, I relish in those days. Like, to go a whole 24 hours without pants, what? (laughs) 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 Who died and made me president? Like, what? (laughs) Exactly. Like, that is just, like, it's beautiful. And, like, I think that, like, resting, again, for me, I started prioritizing resting because the idea of, like, I want my brain to be able to recharge and, like, Honestly, outside, like, when I get in my creative drives and stuff like that, like, when it comes to, like, work and stuff, luckily, I don't have a super strenuous job that makes me overwork myself. But, like, back in the day when I was working, like, two and three different jobs, like, and I was, like, a bartender, a barista, like, host, it was just, like, I would work myself to death. And, like, yeah, I made money, but that's, like, all I made from it. I wasn't getting anything else. Like, I wasn't. Even, like, money wasn't even going into no retirement or anything. Like, it was just kind of like you were doing all this and you were so exhausted because you're not even working for yourself. You're working for somebody else and they don't appreciate you and they're not going to give you any sort of, like, kudos or bonus because you made their... Like, you know, I worked at a Starbucks. If they did really good in sales, we didn't get nothing extra. Mm -mm. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like, oh, here, here's a free Nespresso machine or here's a free anything. You could get free drinks when you're on the clock. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you know. So, working really hard and, like, doing things, like, overly, like, exhausting myself for somebody else's benefit is definitely something that I stepped away from. Um, and, like, I've learned how to say no. Like, sometimes in my job now, I'll get, like, an offer for some overtime to do something. And I just be like, you know, I'm good. Yeah. That being able to say no and... Yeah, just prioritizing rest. I think that's not something I've ever done. And so now that I have that opportunity, it kind of scared me a little bit because it's like, ah, oh, dang, I feel like I didn't jump off the hamster wheel and it's kind of still spinning and my foot want to get back on there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's definitely something that I'm just telling myself every day. I just have to tell myself, it's okay. You are okay. And actually, I had a friend who was talking to me about prioritizing my rest. And what she said just really, like, really, really hit me. Because um, 
when we were talking, she said, you keep trying to, you know, do more. I mean, look, yeah, I've been doing shift. I've been doing deliveries. I got a job. I left that job too. Like it goes in and out. But she just said, like, when you think about this space that you're in right now, and if God is giving you the opportunity to rest and the question will be, who told you to do all that? Who asked you to do that? Like nobody's telling you to do all this stuff right now. So at this point, you're just driving yourself crazy if you're going to keep trying. So I had to take a step back and just be okay with being okay. And I think that's a little hard for me sometimes. So, yeah. I mean, accepting like peace yeah. can be kind of. It's a hard process because it's like you have to train yourself. And this is kind of where that emotional intelligence that she's talking about comes into play. Especially for me, like I have mental health stuff that I suffer with, like, you know, depression and stuff. So it's like when things are peaceful, it's hard for me to just accept them as peaceful. When things are going well, I'm that person like that. They they made the phrase, if you go digging for trouble, you'll find it for people like me. (laughs) Because things will be perfectly fine and I'll be like, I know something is going to happen. Like, I know something's going to happen to ruin this. And I'd rather just, like, know what it's going to be. Like, I'd rather just figure it out what's going to happen to ruin it instead of just, like, you know, like, maybe it will get ruined. But, like, instead of, like, spending the two weeks leading up to it getting ruined, thinking about what could possibly ruin it, just enjoy the shit out of it for two weeks. And then when it gets ruined, be like, damn, I knew this was going to happen. And move on. But I fixate on the idea of, like, okay, my job is going great. Something's going to happen. I've never been at a job this long. And I just go in a spiral. And I just like will take myself down. And it's just kind of like. I I just can't. I never can like balance the idea of just like being like okay with being okay. Like. Yeah. It's a big one. It's a big one. And it's hard for people to accept. Like you said. Like I said. It's sometimes you got to just sit in it. And that's the part where it really be like, oh, this is so much. (laughs) It's really hard. (laughs) But the longer you sit, the easier it gets. Honestly and truly. And I mean, I don't want to just, you know, waste time or waste life away. But you got to have space to rest. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just kind of like lifestyle and growing up, like, as a young black woman, young black girl, like, just used to stuff happening. Like, the trauma of childhood, like, and not even, like, horrible trauma. And Well, some of it was horrible. But not, like, you know, anything that would be, like, considered out of the norms for any other black person. You know? I mean, I did lose my parents at a young age. But, like, there's plenty of people who encounter that as well but I think the soft life in general like the whole reason that this concept came about for black women is because like we live in such a like circular trauma like we have to like be strong and like push through and be like the powerful woman who like can't be touched and like you know being that like no matter how hurt I am or how scarred I am or how horrible this world has been to me I'm still gonna persevere and I'm gonna come out being a boss and like I'm going to crush that glass ceiling. And sometimes it's just like, mm, maybe I don't want to crush this glass ceiling. Maybe I just want to get out of this building so that I don't have to deal with this glass ceiling at all. Bye. Yeah. 
and walk away. Yep. Like it's not. That's not something that we grew up learning. Like we grew up learning, you got to work twice as hard to get half as much as what they get, and you know all that stuff. Yeah. And now I'm just kind of feeling like mm, I have some white coworkers who I be seeing not doing shit, and like honestly, I'll join you. <laughs> that's what we doing no. these days. We showing up late. Yes. Cool. <laughs> That's the truth, though. We have, um, you know, grown up in environments where they do tell you you have to work the hardest, be the best, you know, or endure the most. When it, it, you don't. You don't. And I used to always say that. It, oh, my goodness. I used to always like, I have crazy endurance and I can endure. And it's like, that's not something to brag about. Life shouldn't be beating up on you like that, and you shouldn't be trying to fight. Like, I mean, you definitely should fight back, but you shouldn't really just be enduring that stuff. Like, that's not what it's about. So, it's oh man, it can be a really heavy burden if you let it. But this soft life <laughs> is your space to say no. I, I don't have to endure anything that I don't want to endure honestly and truly yeah i agree with that wholeheartedly um the sixth one was create a loose schedule or routine i think i do this i'm very good about doing it like uh she says i set a daily focus there's a lot of activities i want to explore and engage in and i found myself really frustrated trying to schedule all of them in a day while working a full-time office job so her solution was to make a list of things you want to focus on. Sunday night, list out which tasks you'll focus on each day. And that was it. Like, you know, no rush, slow and steady wins the race. And honestly, I think I'm all about making to-do lists. Like, and I like to put them like sometimes in order, but like just having things like on there that I know I need to do. And like, sometimes I'll just pick the easier thing to do because I feel like lazy or overwhelmed and it's like but I can sit down and do this part like and I'll say the deep cleaning of my fucking crown molding for tomorrow or for later on today <laughs> like you know like I'll go scrub the tile in my bathroom later for now I'm gonna just sit and dust off my coffee table yeah I like that I have been a person where I used to I mean especially with work like you know, very tight calendar, meeting, meeting, meeting. I have a short window to do this, this, and this. But I like the idea of letting things be a little looser. And so I do have a whiteboard where I write down, you know, stuff that I'm working on or things I want to get done maybe for the month. And then I think, you know, breaking that down to like a weekly level, but without too much detail on what has to be done every single day is definitely a helpful tool um, that I should try. I have, I'm kind of doing it, but not quite. So, Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, yeah, I, I really feel like that was one that I just was able to really relate to immediately and be like, yes. Um, the next one is also one that I can relate to, but also kind of can't relate to. Spend money, which is the part I can relate to, sometimes, <laughs> which is the part where I'm like, all right, uh, spend money sometimes or spend the money sometimes. 
So she says, money always comes back. It's in constant circulation. So don't stress your pretty head. Just spend the money and go ahead on. I feel like I make money to spend money. But I do think that she does kind of skip over the importance of being able to save. Because that's just a little bit about discipline. Like, I don't save much, I'll be honest. I'm not one of those people who's like, I have three months worth of living saved up in case I lose my job. If I lose my job, I'm screwed. I'm probably moving in with my partner or like someone like you. I don't know. Like, if I lose my job, I'm screwed. I'm not, I don't have three to six months of life saved up. Like, if my car gets totaled, damn, we got a problem. Like, <laughs> we're praying. Um, that's my savings. Jesus. I'm not even kidding. Like praying to God every day before I, like when I wake up, thank you, God. Please just bless me to safely navigate through this day. Get to where I need to be. Yeah. You know, no issues, you know, like that nothing to come up that I can't solve that drastically changes my life because I just think it's important to save, but like, I'm just not great at it yet. Honestly. Um, my father used to always tell me to save half of every paycheck and I wish I wish I would have listened to that when I was in high school and getting paychecks that did not have to go to rent and utility bills and phone bills and car insurance and car notes and the bills just keep going, going, going like, (laughs) um, but you know, like I definitely feel like she, like, I don't know how the soft life is really trying to portray everything, but I do wonder when some of these soft life hashtags that I see, like, how are you living life? That, yeah, that's a big question because there is starting to be a really thin line between soft life and black girl luxury is like something along the lines of that. And like, I had a friend that always would like to throw money at her problems. So I do understand that, you know, sometimes you got to just go ahead and put the money where it needs to be to just get it taken care of. And trust that once you've made that sound investment, it comes back to you in some kind of way. So I I do understand what she's saying. Um, Also, just, you know, with my own financial uh, journey and understanding about financial literacy and, you know, through that type of study and research, I also kind of understand where she's saying, like, you know, money is in a cycle. Yeah, you're doing work, but you you got to put it where you need it to be in order for it to work for you. So, yeah, sometimes go ahead, throw a little money at that problem. Yeah, I definitely feel like one area of like, like I do a lot of hustle gig work. So I feel like. I found that I was like really quick to do that type of stuff. Like if I had like a bill due and I didn't have the money for it, I would go like do some gigs real quick, get that money, like work really hard for it and then, you know, be cool. But like, I've never, like as of late, I've been like saying like, you know, okay, if I go out and just do like two or three orders on DoorDash or something today, like we can go to a nice restaurant for dinner tonight. Like, why not do it for those things, for something to treat myself? Like, I just never think of, like, again, it's just the idea of, like, working hard for yourself versus working hard for someone else because you have to. You know, like, doing little things for me, I can understand the whole, like, money comes and money goes. It's in constant circulation because, yeah, like, once we finish recording, I can go and make 50 bucks. 
and that's a cool Easy. little date <laughs> like right. or a nice little like you know tj maxx get a few little things you know like <laughs> go to the thrift store and really fuck it up type deal like <laughs> uh so yeah i definitely feel like i have retrained myself to like reward myself in a different way though i've always been on the treat yourself bandwagon i'm that person that everybody calls when they know damn well they was gonna buy it anyway <laughs> whenever somebody calls yeah. me and they're like um i was looking at like this thing i don't know do you think it's worth it and i'm like bitch you called me you're gonna get it regardless but yes absolutely how does it make you feel when you're in it is the fabric soft like how does it feel when it caresses against your skin? These are things that are important to me when you go shopping. Like, <laughs> It's very true, though. I That's one of the things that I really admire about you as my friend is that you are that friend that's like, no, it has to feel good. <laughs> like, regardless of everything else, does it feel good? <laughs> like, How does it make you feel? Is it boosting your energy right now? Because that, like... I definitely feel like that living a moment stuff is like so real because like moments are so quickly, they pass so quick. And it's like, if you find yourself like dwelling on your past and it's just a lot of negative things, it's just like, man, how many times could I have turned that around and just like done something that made me feel 100% better? Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot. Like me realizing how good I feel by just going for a walk every day. Literally. Like, just a little bit of fresh air, a space to clear my mind. I can listen to music that, you know, sometimes has nothing to do with nothing, but sometimes could be really motivational or inspiring. So it's just, yeah, finding that that space of peace is really important. Uh, yeah. And the last one so, in this article was move at a slow pace. How do you feel about this one? Uh, that's easier said than done. I'll start there. Um, I'm the kind of person where I always feel like the clock is ticking. Maybe that's kind of why you know I'm all anxious and stuff all the time. But that's a little that this was probably the hardest one for me to take in. Um, I do understand getting the rest, but at the same time, like, I'm trying to make something happen. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. And so if we can use our youth to our advantage, then sometimes you got to hit the gas. <laughs> so I like when she said that, like, remember that although your body is finite, your soul is eternal. Yes. So, like, say I was talking to one of my coworkers. And I told her she should do shrooms because, like, you know, it helps with depression. It helps with a ton of different stuff. And I told her, I was like, I've done them before, like, and it helped me a lot with my depression. She was just like, how did, like, did you see yourself when you did it? Because I told her to watch uh, the show How to Change Your Mind on Netflix. I was like, watch yeah. this and, like, then tell me how you feel about doing all this stuff. So she was like, did you see yourself? Like the man said, he saw himself and his family walking past when he was on his trip and da 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 And I was like, honestly... It's just like all I thought about the whole time was love. You know how I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I knew we were getting there this episode. <laughs> love that is all you coming. need. <laughs> love is all you need. Like, I'm telling you, when you can get yourself 
to a place where you understand what love really is. It's like once we leave these bodies, like these bodies are just a shell for us. But like there's energy. Our energy is captured inside of these bodies in a way it's trapped. After we die, it's like more of a freeing thing. Like when I like think about like the things that stood out most to me about having a psychedelic trip. It was like I saw myself, but I didn't see the person that I see when I look in the mirror. I saw like an entity that was me. Yeah. I saw like plants. I saw like animals. I saw like a landscape that was all me. Like everything engulfed in one. Like it's just kind of like how is I don't understand. I don't even know how to really describe it. It's kind of like the food chain. It's like kind of how you realize in the food chain, like there's always going to be something bigger to eat the thing that ate the little thing. Like, you know, and it keeps going and going and going, but eventually it has to start over. Like, there's no top predator, for real. Even humans get, like, can be prey, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of like moving at a slow pace. Like, when she said that your soul is eternal, I definitely feel that because I felt like one of the things that helped me with my depression was that, like, the idea of that, like, this is not it. No matter what happens in this life, what you achieve, how it ends, like, this is not it. Like, and the next thing that you go on to, the best thing that I can hope for and the thing that I hope for the most is that I can take the knowledge and wisdom that I learned from this part of my life and this version of my life into the next one. Because I don't want to make the same mistakes again. Just like when I turned 30s, I like sat down and wrote out like, what were some things in my 20s that really stood out to me as like huge mistakes? And now, if anything, even remotely remind like Looks when I, like that. if I go on a date and someone says something that somebody said to me in my twenties that really was like mm, I should have never did it, I'm like you know what I'll pay for myself. We can go ahead and sh and it's now <laughs> oh but we haven't even gotten our entrees. The appetizers fill me up. Let's go. Look, I don't have time. I don't I don't have any interest in revisiting the mistakes that I've made in the past. And like the thing about my past is that I would keep making the same mistakes over and over again, thinking like, you know, a scientist trial and error, baby. Like eventually this experiment yes. will work. And it's like, yeah, but maybe the test subject is just not the right subject. <laughs> you know, like now I'm more yes. of a like did the experiment. It didn't work. Let me tweak it before I do anything else. Right. We can't just keep redoing, I mean, repeating the same thing over and over again. Get on that insanity train. Yeah. So, yeah, those were the eight ways to live a softer life. So, I have to ask, where do you sit in this? Do you feel like you're living a soft life? I feel like I'm living a... Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a soft but very firm. Mm -hmm. Not firm in the softness, but like maybe like a mediocre, medium life. <laughs> not mediocre, medium. Like my <laughs> life is definitely not mediocre. I'm staring at what? <laughs> two bouquets of flowers. Definitely not mediocre. But I feel like I'm half and half because I do feel like there's a part of me that is always going to work. I would drive myself insane if I didn't work. And like my job is like really a good job, a job that I'm good at. So it makes me feel like I'm not even working. So I feel like I'm getting a paycheck for like not for doing something that I would have wanted to do anyway, you know? And it's like, I would do the same work as a volunteer 
if I didn't have, but I just am lucky enough to have it as a job and get paid to do it. It's something that I would do regardless. So I feel like in that aspect, like work wise, like I definitely live a soft life when it comes to work because I don't have all these stressors that other people have. Like when you see people describe like how they like are quiet quitting and stuff like that, like just all this built up frustration or these horrible bosses. Like even in this article, she was saying like, uh, at one point she was like, I will never work a job that tells me I have no more vacation. Like I don't have that problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel like I'm teetering more towards a soft life, but I do take care of myself. So I don't know. But you're not hyper independent. You can you can call for help if you need it, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. If I really need it, I can. Um, but I definitely just have the. I mean, I think I have a good network. I think yeah. more so along the play smart, not hard thing. Like he was saying, like I have a good network of friends where it's like family and like I have people who always have my back for sure. So like I don't ever feel like I would be like asked out and have nothing or nowhere to go. Like I said, I feel like if I lost my job tomorrow, do I have money to sustain my current lifestyle? No, but I'm not going to be living out of a cardboard box. Like, yeah. but I definitely feel like, uh, I'm on my way to living a softer life. What yeah, about you? I, I would agree. I would say that, you know, I'm on a path to living a soft life. I feel like <laughs> the shock and trauma from, um, one, like, work, and two, like, all of the life transitions that are happening right now. In the beginning, I thought the soft life was just going to be like, oh, everything is flowers and rainbows, and it's perfect. And it was, like, me crying for the first few weeks, like, what am I to do with myself? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> and then once I wiped the tears away, I was like, maybe this is a good thing and you need a break because you've worked really hard and you need to you know be nicer to yourself overall yeah <laughs> and so with me being able to accept that that you know nice things can happen to me nice things are coming into my life and it's a matter of me releasing things in the past that were really harmful <laughs> It, it's okay to live this life and this is a life that you should live because once you have those boundaries you're ultimately just focused on your happiness and once you have that you can do so much more I agree I mean once you start focusing on your happiness and honestly one of the things that make people feel the happiest is love <laughs> that I'm is telling y'all it all boils down to love. That's all you need. Like, it's crazy, but it really is all you need. If more people operated that way. And it's just insane to me because I really feel like if people really were more like humanitarians and really just love one another, we would live in such a different and dynamic world. Like, we're always such like we're always on the defense. Like, and I just think about stuff like when people say like, oh, it was a neighborhood where nobody locked their doors. I've never experienced that. I, I have. I've never lived anywhere where no one locked their door. Like, 
out of your fucking mind. Well, I grew up in St. Louis. I think that's, you know, from my perspective, but other people in the neighborhood probably didn't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that is definitely something to aspire to. Yeah, I mean, if we lived in a more loving world and people were so scared and worried about there being, like, a predator out there. And it's unfortunate because, like, there are people who are messed up like that, but, like, Overall, man, love is all you need. Yep. Give a little more. Give a little more if you can. And live the soft life if you can. Yes. So what's our affirmation? A quiet and abundant life is a happy life. Okay. And I was like, I like that. A quiet and abundant life is a happy life. Yes. Yes. So I, that's something that I I definitely had to write down. That's something because, you know, you know me, I can get restless. But if it's quiet, it's not bad. (laughs) It's not a bad thing for things to be quiet. No, it's not. I mean, I live a very rambunctious life and I'm used to chaos. Like, I thrive in chaos. Um, yeah. So, quiet is something that makes me anxious sometimes, honestly. But also, noise makes me anxious. So, I'm just hard to please. But I guess, like, I do think, like, I get it. Like, a low key lifestyle for me, I'd rather be that than to be, like, the one that's, like, all over social media type deal. Like, I'd rather just have what I have and keep it to myself and like keep it on lock. Yeah, and that's why I like that affirmation because it it feels like soft life. Like if someone says that, like a quiet and abundant life is a happy life, you're like that feels soft. Like I, I want to experience that. Right. It sounds like throw pillows and throw blankets, right? fleece, <laughs> like silk robes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm leaning into all of that, especially with winter approaching. Oh, my God. I am so happy I got my things. I have my robe back that's fur-lined, like, fake fur before people even start. (laughs) About animal cruelty. It's not happening over here. It's fake fur. I have a cat. I love animals. Whatever. She even adds fur to my stuff for free, and it's not cruel. (laughs) She adds fur to all of my clothes. So, take that, PETA. Anyway, um... (laughs) <laughs> I definitely am leaning into like I want this winter to be like nice just yeah. joyful like I really want to like lean into like having the Christmas spirit like I'm gonna be out of control I'm excited things will be a little different for me this holiday season it'll involve a lot more traveling but I get to spend it with my partner who I am just so in awe right now of his accomplishments that any moments we get together it's just filled with love <laughs> yeah just how you like it it's, it is and it's beautiful cause that's all you need I'm telling you at the end of the day I want that to be put on like whatever I don't know my urn cause I want to be cremated but then I want people to take my ashes too, so I don't know if there will be any of me left to put anything on. But <laughs> if I were to get a tombstone or urn or any sort of memorial, like a memorial bench in Forest Park or something, just be like, all you need is love. All you need is love. Yep. 
that's my motto i'm that's my mantra that's that's what i'm sticking by that's my life affirmation And yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's pretty good. Wraps it up for today. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, that is another episode of Gentrification. Follow us on Instagram at GentrificationPod. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and like all the other places where podcasts can go because they go everywhere i just genuinely don't want to go through like all 30 of them but apple and spotify and, win let's be honest and one more thing sorry one more thing though our shirts oh champagne gang yes we oh, are coming out with soft. merch we are going to start making merch um this is a big development so we're gonna start off with some little champagne gang shirts and we'll see where this goes yes so be on the lookout for those we will get some more information on when we will start selling them as soon as possible yep thank you for listening peace Bye.